ברוכים הבאים לשיעורים על החתום של הרמב"ן, לפרש אנדרשיס ולחומש. My claim is, is that one can understand really the, both the theology and um, methodology of the Ramban's commentary on the Chomesh. The, um, the first two principles um, appear, I mean, now using the Rabbi Shavel's edition, Rabbi Shavel's Echazach Levrocha, and Dabbeis, the Ramban makes two statements. One statement is Ramban says that the Torah was Kodmon of Bria Sa'ila, He might, in fact, be saying this about Bereshus only, but I think that, in fact, um, we'll see that um, this contention is actually going to apply to every part of the Chomesh. The second axiom of the Ramban is that Moshe Rabbeinu's Kesoifa Hamadik Misefa Katmoi, that the Chomesh is, in fact, by Moshe Rabbeinu in the way that a scribe copies it. I'm not sure what copy means. Moves it. Matik is the move sound. They make something move. from a Sefer Kadmarin, from an earlier Sefer. The Ramban brings in Roshalmi, um, which according to my Gilser is first, well, wait, which, well, the Gilser Roshalmi is certainly what I'm saying, but my Gilser, my contention is the Gilser Ramban should be that the Torah was first given um, white smoke on black, and then afterwards black smoke on white. And then these are all, these two contentions, these two axioms appear in Dav Bey's Mishabal edition. And finally, in the Avodashvel edition, the Ramban says, Oyges biyadeinu kabbalah shal emes. You know, kabbalah shal emes, that kikol ha-teirah kula shmeisim shal ha-kadosh baruch. The entire Torah constitutes names of a kadosh baruch hu. And um, the Ramban elaborates on this. And finally, at the very end of the first paragraph from Dab Zayin, in the Shavel edition, the Ramban says, Somehow the Torah was given to Moshe Rabbeinu in a way in which we could actually ascertain words and sentences and grammar and diktuk. That's called the Kriyas HaMitzvahs. But the underlying, um, the underlying um, phonology or morphology of the Chomesh, which is names of Kodesh Baruch Hu, He was Moshe this Bialpeh. He, in fact, actually transmitted this Bialpeh. And the Rabban, of course, identifies this with the Kabbalah, which has its source in tradition from Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, what I'd like to do is I want to actually focus on this third principle and discuss it, because I think in this third principle, of course, combined with the other two principles, we're going to see really how the Rabban understood not only the Chumash, but the events in the Chomesh, Jewish history, and the nature of reality. Now, when does the Ramban make use of Shemas Hashem? So, in fact, actually, the Ramban does this in several places. In Shemais, in, um, by the way, a very important, before I begin, The Ramban is, is, is Miksha Achas. It's one Zaypha. It wasn't written by two authors. There's only one, one author. And you see that the Zaypha too, he refers to what he says at the beginning and the end. 
That's a very important. In other words, Ramban, it's not the Ramban wrote a special Chumash at different times in his life. And even if he did, certainly was edited all at one time. The Ramban is really Miksha Achas, it's homogeneous, and, with, and it's really what you would say, Oni Bokam Echad and Oshim Bokam Acher. The Ramban in Shemois, in Perak Vav, Pazak Bey, is in the beginning of Seder Va'era, on the Pazak Vayadav Elokim El Moshe. So Ramban speaks about the, um, what does it mean to say, Va'era El Avom, Yitzchak Yankim, Ushmi, Ushmi, Lodatatulayim. So the Ramban discusses that, he brings the different Mephoshim, he brings Rashi, and he brings Rabbi Ezra, at the end, the Ramban says on Daf Shin Dalit, once again I'm referring to the, the, the pages in the Shvela edition, on Daf Shin Dalit, the second line, says, Vine Omer Lokim La Moshe, Ner Eisi Lo Ovis Bekoyach Yodi, Asher Ani Shoydei Boi Habazolus Voezer Lebchilai. In other words, I appear to the Ovis in a way in which I can overcome the mazolais, which means we can overcome terror, the, na- the natural world. But my, in, with my name of Yudke Vavke, with which everything was created, the I wasn't, didn't, I didn't appear to them, I was not known to them that I could actually do miracles, which completely, the, which, which, which changed nature, changed natural order. Means we speak about revelation. I didn't reveal myself to the others. Right? And that's what the Bible goes on and says. And, 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 and the revelation of Yudkevavke is connected with the type of miracles that. Moshe Rabbeinu does, as opposed to the miracles which are done to the others. And the Bible goes on and says, after a few lines, on Deach HaEmes, Ba'akosik Kipshut HaBashvasik, when it says, actually referring to the next part, Yoyim HaAni HaShem, Nirel Hem Basim Kloya, Shel Kel Shaddai, Ketam Bamara Elam Ezvada, V'Oisi HaAni HaShem, L'Dat Elam, Shloin Nestaklu Mesplor HaMeira. In other words, Shmiya Shel Adat Elam, means two things. Well, Abhi Deach HaEmes, Shmiya Shel Adat Elam means, the Nevoah with which I appear to Moshe Rabbeinu is Nevoah that the Gemara says you have the Testament days. And that's called Parma Panem. And that's the Nevoah of Yudke Vavke. The Nevoah with which I appear to Avraham Avinu is the Nevoah of Kel Shakai, Alav Dalet. Kel Shakai is the Nevoah of Alav Dalet. So, in other words, the difference between the Avais. And between Moshe Rabbeinu is the revela- is revelation, and revelation is defined in terms of Shem as Hashem. The revelation, as it appears as it was revealed to Moshe Rabbeinu, is associated with the Shem Yudkei Vavke. The revelation with which a Kodesh who revealed himself to the Avos is associated with the Shem Alav Dalit. Now, so in other words. The abundance of the Pasuk is, is that the revelation of the Torah to Moshe Rabbeinu is a revelation of Yudkei Vavke. The other is the Kel Shakai. So, we see in the Ramban, the Ramban is identifying the revelation to 
the different types of revelations with Shemas Hashem, names of God. In addition, the Ramban makes a, another statement, the previous statement the Ramban made, is that the Ramban is also identifying the type of names which Nisim that were witnessed at different periods, Nisim witnessed by the Avais, which the Ramban says in another place, he says that's called a Nes Nista, because even though the Avais were able to have tremendous yat the Shemaya, the Nisim and the Stolem, there was no fundamental change in the laws of nature. And these are the Nisim that are associated with the Shem Hashem, um, Kel Shakai, whereas the Nisim that are done during the time of Shabbeno are associated with the Shem Yudke Vavke, which is Buya Yeshmiyaya. Okay, and that's the Ramban's Loshen, the Ramban, when he speaks about, Ramban, when he speaks about Nes Nigla, the Nes Nista, in several places, and Horatius, the Ramban speaks about it, I believe it's in Perek Mem Zayin, in Parshas Vayigash, right? There the Ramban in Pasuk Tezvav speaks about the notion of Nes Nista, and that nes nista is not a nes of b'yish ba'ayin, it's a nes of teva. Hashem came, the Ramban, at the end of Pasha's boy, the famous Ramban, who speaks about those people, what's called a muna in Tegas Meshach Rabbeinu. So there, the Ramban speaks about the nisim are, are, in the, belong to the, are in the hierarchy of b'yish ba'ayin, and that Ramban appears at the very end of Shemais, of Boyin Shemais, which is Perak Gimel, Posek Tezayin, Dibu HaMaschil, Lutotafes Beninecha. So, we have clearly in the Ramban, the Ramban, of course, he's connecting them, but it doesn't make, in other words, he speaks about them in the same vein. The Ramban speaks about the revelation to Meshabeinu as a revelation of Yudke Vavke. Revelation, so the Avais is a revelation of Aleph Dalas. Kel Shakai, Aleph Dalas. The Nisim that were done by Moshe Rabbeinu were Nisim of Yudke Vavke. And that's Buya Yeshmi Ayin. The Nisim that were done to the Avais were done with Shem Shef Kel Shakai. So, we see in the Ramban that the Ramban is making a parallel between revelation in terms of names of God and the Ramban is also making a parallel between Nisim, miracles, as opposed to Teva, as opposed to natural order, in terms of names of God. That's what we see in the Ramban. So we have this very, very important parallel in the Ramban. Okay. Now, we have to actually think, what is the Ramban doing? Okay, what is the Ramban doing? In other words, the Ramban is saying, once again, is that the, there are two types of revelations that refer to two types of names of God. In fact, actually, these are actually names of God. There's the, the Ramban is a very, very fundamental Ramban. You know, when I say fundamental Ramban, it's like a, it's a funny word to use because it's not every Ramban is fundamental. But um, in Pashish Yisroi, in Parakutes, Pasukhov, the Yehir Hashem Allahab. So what does it mean? Hashem descended on Al Sinai. So Ramban says in Taskab Pasha Tovin Kishmaya Godu Yoran, it says Ramban, the Shema Shem is Yehir Al Sinai. The Shokhin Allah Baesh, 
and dwelt upon it in fire. Vumadava in Moshe, and spoke with Moshe Rabbeinu, Vadiba Moshe, Bechalat Pausha, Bishem Amyuchad Valiyah, and Tzil Nekras Mokam HaKovim. Basically, said the Ramban, what was Har Sinai? Har Sinai was a, I mean, Mamar Har Sinai, not Har Sashon, Har Sinai, Mamar Har Sinai was a Gilu of Yudkei Vavke. And that's the revelation of the Torah at Sinai, and Moshe Rabbeinu, the deep of Moshe Rabbeinu is through Yudkei Vavke, that's Parakutas Pasukhav. So, we have here clearly, and the Rabban says this too, Moshe Rabbeinu, Esther comes to in Parashat Shemites, what name should I tell the Jewish people? To? What name should I say? Claudia soil. And this is um, in, in, in Parashat Shemites, in Parashat Shemites, in Parashat Shemites, in Parashat Shemites, they ask me, what's your name? So the Bible goes on, this is Reis Sadaqala from the Shevel edition, so, a boy side, that's creating parallelisms. We have two forms, two modes of the Lord. There's the Lord Shabbat which is associated with Yudkei this is the Nevoah Sa'avais, which is associated with Kelshaka. That's Nevoah, that's parallelism one. Parallelism number two. We have Nisan. We have the Nisan Kulim. The Nisan type of Nisan of Dom Mishabel. Those are Nisan of Yudkei Vavke. Riyash And then we have Nisan that occurred during the Avais, which is in this Talon, that Avans says in several places. I mentioned one is also the Avans of Perakir Zayin in Pashat Lech those together Yud Kevavke. That's what Rabbi said. And then Rabbi, of course, speaks about Yishmiyayin, as opposed to Yishmiyayish. Now, what connects, what connects these two, how are these two concepts connected? And that's number, question number one, how they're connected. And how they connected, number two, and what's the significance of this connection? What is the chiddush of the Ramban? We all sense it's a chiddush of the Ramban. The Ramban is saying things that were not said before. What's the chiddush of the Ramban? Well, it seems to me the things are connected in a very obvious way. Because the Torah is ultimately Shemes of HaKadosh Baruch Which means, when we look at the Torah, we're not looking at something which is unilayered. We look at something which is multilayered. It was the shameless, in other words, when Ramban speaks about Nisan and revelations and being shameless HaKadosh Baruch the source of this is really in the text of the Torah itself. I mean, the Ramban speaks about this when he writes in his commentary on the text of the Torah. And the text of the Torah itself is multi-layered. The text of the Torah contains different layers. There's the layer in which we see events. And these events which are reported by the Torah report to us different ontologies. There are the anthologies of Moshe Rabbeinu, which are the Nisim Galuyim, the anthologies of the Avais, which are Nisim Nistalim, and what underlies, what underlies these anthologies is a, a string theory, a particle theory, quarks of Shemes of Hashem, and Nisim Nistalim is just one, way, one type of relationship between the underlying ontology of the, of the underlying text of the Chumash, which is Shel Kakai, to the sentences of the Chumash itself. 
And Nisan Galuyim is just another type of morphology of the Chomish, where the words, the sentences, the accounts of the Chomish come from an underlying text of Yudke Vavke. So what the Ramban has done is Ramban has created an incredible parallelism between the text of the Chumash, the underlying levels of the Chumash, and between revelation and between events in this and in history. That's what Rabban has done. <clears throat> when Rabban says this, this is a basic question, when Rabban says that the Torah is names of God, he means the name of Yudkei No, different names of names of God. Kelsh- I'm going to claim Kelshaka, Yudkei Vavkei, different names of All God. All names of God. All the names. It's Shemus Hashem. So... The she- but ultimately, and ultimately, the Rabbah might argue that all shares of Shem only come from Yudkei Vavkei. What I'm saying is, is that no, he means different names of a Shodesh Baruch. For example, he says explicitly Shem Ayin, he means Shem Ayin Benis. The different names of a Kodesh Baruch. We know that in, even in the Kabbalah, different names come from Yudkei Vavkei. For example, you can write Yudkei Vavkei um, in four ways, and that corresponds to Shem as a different Gematrius, which is known, I mean, I don't know the Kabbalah, but I understand the Kabbalah identify what's called Miloy of the Shemais. In Absad Ban Ben, we know that these are uh, Gematria 72, 63, 45, and 52. And in other words, this actually um, you know, basically defines all of spiritual reality. So what I'm saying is, is that what the Rabban is saying is that ultimately, the Rabban is making this unbelievable connection between the text of the Chumash as we read it, as it corresponds to events in the physical world and between the underlying morphology of the text, which is Shemus Hashem. This is, for example, you know, if it's sunny, so one type of string is moving. If it's dark, another type of string is moving. So in other words, that's what the Ramban is doing. The Ramban has created this text, which is multi-layered, but it's not just two layers that are do with each other. There's actually a, in other words, the way the text on a macroscopic level, on a word-sentence level, Right, um, is read is really determined by the underlying letter structure, which is names of a Kodesh Baruch. That's what Ramban is saying, and the man is making this tripod. I was going to say trilogy, but uh, well, trilogy. trilogy is fine as well. Right, right. Yeah. I don't want to say anything else. But the Ramban is making this tripartite uh, relationship between ontology, which is I'm saying historical ontology, which is Nisim Luyim Nisim Nistavim and between different types of revelation, and between the, you know, the underlying mechanism, different types of mechanisms, which bring out different, what you call, mikra in the text itself. So, this is the Chiddush of the Ramban. Now, what I want to claim today is that we see, so this is what the Ramban is doing. And I'm just going to do this actually even more so. I say today, today is a trilogy, but actually it's going to, we're going to increase that bit so next week and see that there's other consequences of what the Ramban is doing. Now, what I want to speak about is like, you know, where is he coming from and where is he going? Or where are we coming from and where is he coming from where are we going? I want to claim that the Ramban represents a certain milestone in, in Jewish intellectual history. What is that milestone? We spoke about Ashkafasakal.com, the momentous change of paradigm 
from, we've actually identified between pre-RE and post-RE. And that was the introduction, or at least the possibility, introduction of imminence. I'm, I'm not taking sides on how to interpret the RE, but clearly if we look at the medieval Jewish philosophers that could be the most rational, which is the Rambam, but people consider to be less rational and safer, which is the Puzari, there's no concept of imminence. Spiritual things are in fact not imminent in the physical world. They're either disconnected or there's a loose connection, but they're separate. They belong to two domains. And that's, I think, we've spoken about that. This is a machine um, magazine. You could read an article I wrote about this. This is what characterizes um, thought, not even rational thought, philosophical, but even Kabbalistic thought, to be awful, um, In the Ari, and those that is interpreted, so those who came after him, to explain him, to elaborate upon him, we have a concept of imminence that the physical world, in fact, becomes spiritual. They can listen to the Shia about the Right, right. He's not about the there's always a type of intermediate. And I want to claim, what was the intermediate between rationalist thought, which posits a dichotomy between the physical and the spiritual, and imminent? So I want to claim that Amban represents a type of an intermediate. But what type of imminent? I don't believe there's imminence in the Amban. I know you're going to say to me, Pasha's boy, everything is nice and this, uh, that's what the Ramban means. Whoever understands Ramban knows that that's absolutely not, not what he means. But I claim what the Ramban reduced is what I want to call textual imminence. The Ramban took names of a Kodesh Baruch names of God, and put them in the text. And the Ramban is what's called textual imminence. In other words, Spirituality for the Ramban was not imminent, but it represented different layers of reality which are connected to each other. It represented geometrical objects with surfaces, the sphere of n dimensions with the surface of n minus one dimension, as opposed to the Ramban, which means two separate spheres with some type of connection between them, which we're not sure what it is. But in the Ramban, what the Ramban did is the Ramban bridged the two independent sphere, spherical approaches of the Ramban. We have two separate spheres. And the imminent, imminences, no, that's not right, the imminentesis, in which the actual is one, it's a time like this, time key And the Ramban, what the Ramban did, the Ramban's Derek was actually a sphere, where the actual sphere, let's say, is, what we can say, the outer part of the sphere is the, the physical world, that's the end of this one dimension, and the end dimensional sphere is the Shem Hashem. So in other words, they're separate but attached. 
And the Ramban did this in an ingenious way, in a brilliant way, by what's called textual eminence. Textual eminence is the means by which the Ramban was able to come out with a, an explanation of history, historical events, was it even science? An account of the real world where the notion of imminence is in fact actually an imminence in the text of the Torah, of the Holy Torah. That was the Ramban's Chiddush. That's Ramban's important Chiddush. And this notion of textual imminence is really what the Ramban is saying now. Now, I want to go further. That's the, I would call the philosophical, the theological, the philosophical Chiddush of the Ramban. However, I claim it's a theological Chiddush of the Ramban. When we mean philosophical Chiddush of the Ramban, I'm speaking about ontology, the nature of reality. However, every ontology in Jewish, in traditional Jewish thinking, carries with it a theology. Which means, the purpose of Jewish philosophy is to define what it's supposed to be, not supposed to believe. People forget this. People who learn the middle of the book think that Ramah is just creating a philosophy. No. The Ramah creating a philosophy, an account, a philosophical account of Judaism, right, which is, which creates the, um, the boundaries of faith, what it's supposed to believe and not believe. Right? Every Jewish linger. That's the between a Jewish book about philosophy and folk Judaism, right? So, written by, um, who's a famous writer? Leo Strauss, his book, his famous book, what's his book on? I forget about it. Anyway, so, Strauss wrote a new philosophy. What does it mean? Creating a philosophy. It's a book. Create a moment. Now, a moment is made from what I call textual imminence and the tripartite relationship between textual imminence and revelation and between the ontology of historical events, namely Nissen in, in Jewish history. So I claim that the Ramban understood that this was an issue of emunah, of faith. And Mika Moisai, where does the Ramban elaborate this or state this, if not at the end of Parshas Boi? And I already, I already um, referenced Parshas Boi, which he speaks about the Nisim Shabenu, a Nisim that were done, the Aguiyash Mi'ayin. But the Ramban says, at Parshas Boi, this is Perakut Gimel, Pazak Tazayin. And there the Ramban says in Simon Shin Mem Zayin, in the Shabel's edition, Page. Shin Mem Zayin, 347. Then the Ramban says, and he says, And from the Nisam Agadayla, the Nisam which everybody is seeing, the Mufusam, other minded Nisam and the a person's mind is a star, which we're explaining was the Nisam and the Stavah. That's textual eminence. That's the, the, the level of the text, which are names of God, which determine the nature of the reference of text itself. Shaheim Yisoy Hatayna Kula. 
שאין לאדם חלק בטרס משה רבינו, הפרסונס לא חלק אינטרס משה רבינו, אף שנאמן בכל דברינו, ומקרינו שכולם ניסים, אין בהם טבע, מנהגו של אילן בן ברבן בן ביוחד, רבן זה הצדק, זה לא טבע. רבן which has its basis in this textual, textual imminence, right? Not that ontological imminence. It's textual imminence. If you don't believe in textual imminence, which is the basis of distinction between Nisa and Astara, where there is a time in the world, and Nisa and Fusamim, then in fact you don't have a chelik in Teres Moshe Rabbeinu, which means if you're not learning the Chumash correctly, then you don't understand Judaism correctly. If, you don't, if you're not learning, understanding the Chumash properly, if you understand the Chumash properly, then it's impossible that you could have the proper um, uh, theology in the nature of Jewish history and the relationship of the Kodesh Baruch Hu and the Klai Yisrael and to the world. And that's what I'm about to say. And that's Torah's Moshe Rabbeinu. And in fact, this is the, um, this relationship, this tripod trilogy, which has its focus in the image of the text, this Amuna is something which we have from Meshav Ben, like Rabban says in Dav Zayin, Mishpel's edition, at the end of the first paragraph, I recorded it, V'nafla Meshav Benu, Adera Chilo Kriya, Tzhamitzvah, the Torah was given to Meshav Benu, the text of the Torah, as we see it, Al Chilo Kriya Tzhamitzvah, it's a text that we can read, but there are sentences, and nouns, and verbs. The But this underlying structure was Nimsalayalpeh, and this is what the Ramban refers to throughout his parish of the Chumas as Kabbalah Shalemes. Kabbalah Shalemes is not something that the Ramban made up, but it was something that was Nimsa to Meshavenu, and we see clearly that the Chumash refers to this, Ushmi Hashem lo nadati lahem, v'yeded Hashem al-Hal Sinai. Rabban says, you can see that this is clearly, the Chumash is referring to this. Okay, so what we have here is really based upon the third axiom, which by the way, Delach Akav, is related to the first axiom. Because what Rabban is saying is, is that this relationship between the third act and the first axiom, namely, that the text of the Chumash, which is the third axiom, reflects upon the ontology of the world, namely, the Torah precedes the world. It doesn't mean literally that Chavalosh understood that there is a halach which determines reality, but rather is that the way we look is a parallelism between the third axiom and the first axiom, is the way the Torah is structured, the morphology of the Torah, the text of the Torah, the way it's structured, parallels the relationship, the, the reality of the world, which is what? Which is in fact actually um, the Torah preceding the world. So in other words, we could say that just like the n-dimensional structure of the names of a Kodesh Bochel determines the bound, the n-minus-one textual boundary of the Torah, which is the verbs and sentences which you read in the Torah, and this is parallel to the relationship of the Torah in the world, where the Torah is the n-dimensional manifold, and the world is the n-minus-one boundary of the world. That, in fact, is what the Ramban is saying. It's not imminence, but it's not to 
distinct spheres, but rather it's a relationship between what one would call the n-dimensional manifold and sphere and its n-minus-one-dimensional boundary. That's really the sort of the Ramban. It's not imminence because it's not God and God, it's Torah in the world? It's Torah, relationship of Torah, it is a parallel between the Torah and the world itself. It's not, I mean, it's not, it's not two spheres, it's not a parallel. Right. The, the Torah is in the world or the world is in the Torah. The, the, the levels of the Torah pa- are parallel by the layers of the world. So then why is that imminent? That's not... Because we're not saying that the physical has words of God in it. The physical is something separate, but it's connected to a, a spirituality. In other words, it, it means it's all one. And the alternative Rambam would say that God is really it's separate. outside. It's separate. It's separate. It's separate. Yeah. That's what Rambam is saying. Okay, this is something that I want you to think about and reflect upon it. But actually, this is actually a Hagdama for Rambam al-Khomish. And actually, Mitzvah we're going to actually go on in the next year and speak how Rambam uses the concept, the second axiom, What's the second axiom? Let's just think. What's the, so, what does the second axiom fulfill? What is the purpose of the second axiom? And that's going to be the subject of the next year on this Haddam of the Ramban to Bereshis and the Chumash in general. Until then, from an undisclosed location in Yushalayim and Kodesh, call to and have a good week.